0: our big pillar is one building community but two i mean when you look at the history of of whiskey it's it's been this like cool like club that 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 you almost have to feel invited to to join but for us at westward we want to break that tradition down mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like this is the same way anybody can experience a beautiful meal we want everyone to be able to
1: experience a beautiful experience in whiskey through us Welcome to the Grubthusiast Grubcast, where we're on a mission to find the best places to eat, drink, and have a good time. And occasionally, we get to sit down with some of the amazing food artists that make that possible. Thank you for listening as usual. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps out the show. My guest today is Mr. Hector Ramos from Westward Whiskey. He was nice enough to sit down for a sip, a cigar, and a great conversation about the golden elixir that we love. And a special shout out to Lord Puffer Cigars in Escondido, California for allowing us to record this episode of the show at their beautiful location. So let me ask you this question, Mr. Hector, Mr. Ramos, how did we get here? Because we're sitting in this uh, fantastic uh, cigar bar in Escondido, California, and I live not far from here. You and I met a while back at uh, the opening of a Mochi Nut in Poway happenstance, uh, I was on Instagram and I said, you know what? Whiskey cuya. Oh my God. Uh, This guy does whiskey. Let me call him. Let me call me. Let me shoot him a message on Instagram. And you know what? You were nice enough to respond. And you, we, you made a, a commitment to come down here to Lord Puffer in Escondido, California, and bring some of your fantastic wares with you that we're going to take pictures and put online. But, um, and then I said, you know, where can we have it? And I said, look, I don't have a place. My place uh, where I do the recordings is typically about 100 degrees a day. And uh, I was like, where, where should we do this? Where would they allow us to wreak havoc and uh, bring whiskey, smoke cigars in comfortable setting? Where, where would this happen? Lord Puffer and Escondido. Maybe they would consent to let in the chaos uh, begin. And they were nice enough to do that. So shout out to Lord Puffer and Escondido. But Hector, back to you. What are we doing here? Tell us about what's going on. How did this? How did you even w- fall in love with whiskey? I know how I did.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is, I'm so glad that one we're here, two we're able to to be at a, an amazing location that is hidden in escondido you know so it is beautiful to, to to be able to share stories share whiskey and also just build new friendships just like this and i'm gonna give you yeah. a knuckle and dabs dabs <laughs> no, so yeah dude crazy. it's it
1: this is a uh, I think for me it's a it's a big treat uh I, I, you'd have to see where we're sitting to really appreciate what i'm talking about uh on one side of the room is uh, it's all wood paneled, very masculine, very masculine, very uh, comfortable, very uh, lush is a good word for it. Uh, lots of antiques and uh, high back chairs, wooden floors. I I feel like a man. I feel like I feel like I've become more manly since I came in this room. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, for me, the way I see it is, it is so welcoming, and it's it's a perfect place to to pair whiskey and just swap stories, you know, and enjoy. Enjoy the finest things in life.
1: I so. agree. I agree 100.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no. Um, again, thank you for having me on, and thank you for uh, even just imbibing with me just a little bit. You know, of course, everything is going to be uh, in in an effort to really understand and appreciate what we're pouring into our cups and drinking into our bodies. But at the end of the day, it's it's nothing too crazy. We're here to have a good time. We're here to talk about why we love what we love and for me it happens to be you know the next chapter of American whiskey so um yeah thank you again for for having me on
1: uh, It's the same to you man really thank you for coming down here uh, you you know what this uh, this is marrying. A couple of things that I love so much. Um, I, I shouldn't say love. They're, these are these are things that are not particularly good for you. I, I won't say, oh, this is health food. Uh, this cigar is, oh, it's good for my lungs. But you know what? I, I started smoking a little cigars back when it was uh, back when it was unpopular in the '90s, and then um, it became a rage. I don't know, I don't know if you're around, if you're, you're young, but I'm saying the the, the time it was like. I, they saw I think I think they jumped a the shark when I saw Demi Moore on the front of cigar aficionado uh, looking as beautiful as she possibly could but she's there with a big cigar and I'm like, Mm, I don't know if that's really where we want to go with it, but uh, you know, it came and it went, and it kind of always comes and goes, you know. And uh, I remember having these fantastic times with a uh, with a glass of whiskey back then. It was black label. Uh, I was just uh, I was a young guy, and that's all I pretty much could afford. But uh, it was readily available. My my friends that I used to hang around with we used to drink it like too much, <laughs> and we would go to this. Uh, I used to shoot pool back in the in the nice. days, and we used to go to this uh, this Place that no longer exists as such. Uh, it was called the uh, Hollywood Athletic Club. It was in Hollywood, of course, and it used to be uh, about the 1930s. It was a uh, it was a athletic club for all the Hollywood elite, all the stars. Okay. And uh, they at this time they had turned it into. Uh, I think it must have been a large gymnasium, but they turned it into a, a, a full scale billiard spot. And at this time, because cigars were the rage, and to me it was puffing on, on the front of the magazine, uh, everybody had a cigar. I mean, it was just, they were, everyone was smoking cigar. It was It was kind of crazy because you go into this huge room, size of a gymnasium, and it was every lady, every man kind of was fooling around with a cigar. I just said, that's when I was ready to quit. I was like, mm, it's not my thing. But I did love going to this place because they let you smoke a cigar For and chew sure. pool and have a drink. And, of course, it was where all the the big, you know, the uh, 90210 was a big thing <laughs> yeah, back then. It. And that all the the people from that show would be there. Uh, Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson. The who's who. all oh, The who's yeah. who of the yeah. time were there. And I thought, well, you know, I'm kind of getting a little bit of that just by being in the room, you know. But uh, that's where kind of the origination of of my uh, interaction with cigars, with whiskey. And uh, to this day, I mean, I I don't drink as much as I used to, and I don't smoke cigars as often as I might like, because, you know, it's like I said, not exactly health food, right? But, um, it went on a on a day like today when you want to relax with a friend and you're going to talk about the day's events and just relax and reflect. This is a uh, a fantastic thing to do. No, so for sure. Thank you for coming on. The, thank you for coming and doing yeah. with me. So
0: and, and honestly, the way I see it, right, everything even you, you re- you've referred to health food a lot. Yeah. So even health food to some extent. If you have it in excess, that's going to someday not be too good
1: for you. You can absolutely overdo anything. No, for sure. And
0: and so um, just to go back to your original question, how did I fall in love with whiskey? Absolutely. How did I get into what I'm doing with Westward? And honestly, it's something that, one, I've always been interested in, the hospitality industry, as well as just the business side of how do these brands, how does this juice that is produced from raw grain ingredient. How does that turn into something that people everywhere on all corners of the world are just gravitating to, right? So um, I actually grew up in Los Angeles. So when you brought up Uh, the Hollywood Athletic Club, I was like, dude, I was not old enough to to be partying just like that. But I grew up right by LAX. And Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I did. I, did. I, I don't
1: want to get too far into not, your, no, your details, for sure. but um, w- like near like Manchester, like Westchester?
0: So honestly, it was a very small town called Lenox in the okay. larger town of Inglewood. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, I used to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used to, a sure. lot of friends in there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, my, my dad, my sister, we, they, my family, we, we still have our our, our family home over there. And yeah, wow. I'm up like once a month at the minimum. And yeah, no. So grew up in LA, um, never drank a lick of alcohol until I turned 21. Can you believe that? So but
1: what's you're supposed to do?
0: <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. So I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, of course, everything is legal for a reason at the, the ages that, that you were at. Um, and I was never one to be curious about what this liquor was, you know, yeah. but as soon as I turned 21 and I was able to, to reach for, um, for different brands just just to experience it, it, it became intriguing, right? Um, I remember the first bottle that meant a lot to me was actually shared by one of my friends in college and it meant a lot to him and it was a bottle of just Jameson, you know. It's a good bottle. It's it's a great bottle. bottle. I mean, Irish whiskey is is amazing, and if you really dive back into it, Irish whiskey is what started whiskey in the world. Is that? So right? It's it's true. So Irish monks they they distilled and they taught the Scottish how to distill, and when you say the word Scotch. Right. I mean, that has to be made in Scotland and look at the world of Scotch nowadays, right, right? right? You you step out of America and you say single malt, you say scotch, and these upper echelons of the finest liquid in the world is immediately gonna tie into right, whiskey. Right. So fast forward, um, I I graduated in twenty thirteen over here in San Diego and I never left. So I got into um the university, university of San Diego studied business and communications there, and from that point on, I found the liquor industry, and I've been in the industry for about the better half of a decade now. Wow. Yeah.
1: Did you uh, begin? That's, that's the first thing you went for? Right yeah. out of the
0: gates? Well, I mean, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty... No, I don't have I, to. No, 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 yeah. It's all good. Um, so in, in a nutshell, I... Have you ever heard the the term headhunter or recruiter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I worked for a local um, establishment called Proven, and uh, Louis Song, he's actually the CEO and founder of Proven, and he's still a mentor to me today, but he will always say he helped me find my path in what I'm doing now by firing me at my first job. So That's funny. That's yeah. funny. it was, it started off as an internship. I sucked at it and they let me go. And it was, it was, uh, it was the way I found what, what we're doing today.
1: So had you been with another brand before or was this the first brand?
0: So if, if you look into the world of alcohol, it's a three tier system. So right now I work for Westward Whiskey. This is a supplier tier, okay. AKA we are the producers. We're making all of this liquid. Okay. Then there is a middle tier called distributorship. So I used to work for a distributor, uh, one of the largest, if not the largest in the nation, okay. Southern Glaciers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I worked for Southern for the better half of about six, seven years. And then COVID happened. A lot of, uh, a lot of things were shaken up yeah. in the industry at large, yeah. along with the world and, I found a place and I found a home and I'm not leaving this home unless I'm, I'm made to, you know?
1: <laughs> well, that I think uh, having been with Southern was probably a great launching pad. to sure. A little, you know, it gets get you ready for this, what you're doing now. Definitely. It's fantastic. Definitely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my family is from this, uh, the Pacific Northwest. Oh, sweet. What part? Uh, it's actually a place called Centralia. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, they're Chehalis the, okay. is the name of the tribe and they have a uh, little town called Centralia, uh, and they, they, I think they border with the Aberdeen River. Okay. And uh, they have, uh, uh, what do they call that? A Great Wolf Lodge. Mm-hmm. They have a, a thing called the, tra- uh, what's it called? Talking Cedars. Okay. Which is a uh, brewery distillery. Got it, got it. Uh, they have several hotels, uh, casino, um it's nice. a there's a pretty setup over there. Um so I go up there occasionally to go visit and so that's why I was talking to you earlier about the possibility of going to see the distillery. Yeah, I think that please, would be please. that would be a fantastic. We
0: would love to have you. Oh my yeah.
1: god, you have no idea how cool that would be. Um, cuz I've never really been into uh, a full-scale deal like that. I mean, I've yeah. gone to stone and I've seen it from the window, but I've never gone in there and been like, you know, in the room, which is fantastic. Um but you know, like you said, this uh this is a time-honored tradition of uh, what you have here. Uh I before we taste it, I I'm sure they're all amazing, but um this is my drink. Whiskey is my drink. If you said, what is your what is your go-to, if you only drink one type of alcohol ever again, it would probably be whiskey. Nice. Because um, I, I like a good uh, Kettle One Martini okay, every now and sure. again, but um, it's always been whiskey. It's I mean, Black Label was first, and then there was a place, oh, I have a funny story about whiskey. My um, my friend from Mexico, uh, he came from a place called Leon Guanajuato down there, okay. and he comes to me and he says, oh, I brought this They they poured it over in the other part of the room. And he brings me this glass. He goes, I said, what is it? He goes, "Uh, oh, it's different. I said, what is it? He says, it's Bucanas. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, Bucanas. Mm. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, So later on, I'd gone to the store to buy some of this.
0: And you you, you asked for it
1: just that way? I went into the store and I said, excuse me, sir, do you have any uh, Bucanas? I think it's Mexican whiskey. (laughs) And he goes... uh, Mm, no, I never heard of it. I said okay. Oh, so I go back. This is going. <laughs> I go back to the house and get, and I was supposed to bring the whiskey. And my friend says, "Hey, what happened? Did you get it?" I said, "I went to the store where we usually buy it." And I said, "I wanted the bucanas." He says, "He says." he says, no, I think, let's go, let's go. We'll go right now. Okay, so we went over there, and he, of course, it was Buchanan's. Yeah, Buchanan's uh, blended but scotch. <laughs> I was totally oblivious to it, and, you know, I was 20. I was 20-whatever years old, still dumb. Shoot. I'm still dumb now, but I'm just saying it was worse then. Nah. Um, and then the, uh, I got into some, like you said, back in the 90s, I started uh, with a friend of mine who was from, um, from Ireland. He was a Bushmills guy. So I sipped on some Bushmills with him, and then some Jameson. And uh, then I started looking around one day. I was at a place called, I don't think it's any, there anymore. I just drove past the other day. Uh, Wally Wine in LA.
0: Yeah, it's in Santa Monica.
1: Okay. It used to be on Westwood Boulevard. Okay. Uh, okay. Just north or just south of Wilshire, north of Olympic. That's where it used to be. Or, or north of Pico. Or north of, north of Olympic. Anyways, it was this place, place I'd gone to. With my, I didn't go there for liquor at the time, but it was my parents used to go there. So I, I drove, I, that's where I first got found out about Talisker. Because I went in there for a special occasion and I said, You know what? I want something different. I, I'm tired of the flavors I'm experiencing. Uh, I'd always heard single malts, they were superior. And I don't I didn't know that uh, they were so if they were expensive or not. So the the lady says, Well, you know, have you tried this? And I so I tried it and I didn't like it. I tried here, try have you tried this one? And I, I kept going back, you know, five or six times, buying another random bottle yeah, yeah. for seventy, eighty, a hundred dollars, thinking, Oh, this is gonna be my new thing. Funny enough about this story about buying Talisker, I buy the Talisker, I take it to the house where we're celebrating. Mm. My uncle, uh, my wife's uncle, who's there, uh, who we drank together, uh, Black Label typically, or McCallin, Uh, I pull it out and I go, hey man, so let's. I got this new stuff, and you're going to love it. I pull the glasses out, I, pu- I pour it neat, as we normally drink it, and he he puts it, he sips it back, and he goes, and the look on his face is, not for ah, me. Ah. <laughs> And I and so I say, what's wrong with it? It's, it's expensive stuff, man. Come on, I, I put it to my lips and it, it just was so I guess peaty, so uh, it was so dry and acrid. I just I was like, okay, I packed it up. I said, so sorry. Let me go get something else. I took it back to the store and I said, take this garbage and don't you know take my money, give my money back, and take this garbage with you. And I said, the lady says, well, you know what? Uh, How would you serve it? I said, well, you know, just neat. She says, uh, "Did you put anything ice or anything?" Said, no. She says, "You know what? Do this for me." She pulls out a glass. She, she says, "Put just a dro- uh, like a drop of water," and uh, she says, "It'll change everything." And I said, "Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, you're gonna take this gasoline and you're gonna put a little drop of water, and it's going to get better." Ugh. So I I took a sip of what she gave me, and it it was a different thing. And from that moment on, I have been trying to. Uh, You know, periodically, I'll go and try something else. I'll go grab it in the bottle. Let me see if this is any good. Of course, they're too caramelly or not complex enough. And uh, the one thing I do find out about uh, about Talisker is that I call it a roller coaster. It's not a one-dimensional flavor for me. It does. It doesn't just taste like caramel. It just doesn't taste like peat. It does. Doesn't taste like. For me, it kind of goes through a transition of flavors. It starts out one way. It goes up and it comes down. It goes up. It. It has a lot of. Um,
0: it's got you, like intricacies to it, right? It's got like it, layers.
1: It's got layers like a like a Shrek, you know, <laughs> and it it just goes on and on and, and and then as your saliva enters your palate, it seems to change again. I'm not sure what's happening. I mean, I could be way off, but that's how I imbibe it.
0: You know, um, so I'm a big believer that what you're experiencing, what you're tasting, those all tie to stories and experiences. So maybe that experience where you first had it and you had to run back to the store and complain about it. And then they were like, no, this this trick here will change your life. Maybe that's something that is a positive turn in your your whiskey journey, and that's why your journey when you drink Talisker is, is doing that to you. You know, maybe And maybe so. I'm just I'm just stretching. I,
1: out, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what it is, but I do know that when I go to to taste other whiskeys, okay, I I look for the same for kind sure, of complexity. For sure. I look for that that all those different flavors going yeah. on and, and whatever because you get that that weird bitter flavor you okay. get a, a, a kind of a sweet flavor you get a smooth flavor but then it gets a little bit of raspy and then it gets smoky it just it's got all this stuff going on and that's why i can't get past it i look at it and i said i just can't quit you
0: hey I can't every, quit everybody's
1: got a love and, and you found yours <laughs> and
0: and I, all i'm here to do is one say that it's great that you continue yeah to gravitate to other brands and other bottles just to experience just it. Just try something. Man. You'll, you'll yeah. never know what you love you and don't. what you hate unless you try it, right? You don't.
1: As a so, matter of uh, fact, I'm gonna, I have a fantastic yeah. cigar here. That's a dark wrapper, and I got it out front, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it if you don't mind. Yeah,
0: no, I, I will join you, and I am actually going to grab the first bottle if that's okay. Oh, that's
1: fantastic. So I'm just going to put this on Pause.
0: All right, so we have just lit up your cigar and I will get into mine soon, but your your cups looking a little uh, empty there, so it, it is.
1: It is. I'm ready for the uh, first tasting.
0: Yes, so the first tasting that we're going to do is actually our original. So this is Westward Original, going to get a little pop over here. So that is now freshly open for you. Okay. So the funny thing is you were talking about your family up in the Northwest and how there were breweries and distilleries that, that mean a lot to you. You even brought up down here in San Diego uh, that you've been to Stone Brewing, right? So yeah, I've been to that. For, for sure. So the cool thing about just what you said there, it, it actually leads in exactly to what we are. So Westward Whiskey is actually out of Portland, Oregon. So we are the next chapter of American Whiskey. And what I mean by that is when you think of— Whiskey in America, the king whiskey that's gonna come to your mind. Do you have any like guesses as to what what jumps out of your head when I say whiskey in America? What are you What are you thinking?
1: You know, only because I've heard it so many times recently. Um, Buffalo Trace. Okay only only for the fact that i've heard rogan say it for sure sure. i think they sponsored him for a while nice and um it's a lot of money (laughs) i I don't doubt well uh, being the oldest distillery in america having survived the civil war or whatever um yeah and then you know also uh, you know funny enough i heard a story about buffalo trace that was funny. I think it's a story. I mean, don't quote me, but uh, there was a big thievery thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there's a whole Netflix, like, uh, okay. right? Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So, that.
1: uh, so that's what I would think of. For sure.
0: Okay, so that actually works well because uh, what I'm actually trying uh, to drag out is bourbon, the word okay. bourbon. Okay. So bourbon is a category of American whiskey, and the main thing you're looking at there is it's at least 51% corn as that main okay. grain ingredient.
1: Now, is that in this particular whiskey or in bourbon whi- bur- in bourbon bourbon?
0: So, okay. so that's, that's what okay. people usually think of when they think of American gotcha. whiskey. Got gotcha. you. Another popular uh, category of whiskey, if, if you've heard of it is rye. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, okay. uh, bullet rye is the yeah. one I've heard of.
0: Sure. Sure. So, so think about it. Bullets got a bourbon bullet's got a rye. The main difference between those two, they're rye. Instead of having a minimum of 51% corn it's actually gonna use a minimum fifty one percent rye grain. Okay. So okay. okay.
1: And and that right there, if I'm I mean, this is a from the food yeah, world. Yeah. Rye uh is very I mean, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. And I love a good uh Reuben or I love a good pastrami. <laughs> and uh, without rye bread they don't work. So yeah, uh, I can imagine I don't know that I've even had a rye. This is a rye? No, okay. no,
0: no, no, no. I'm I'm laying out. Okay, foundation no, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
1: no, 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 I, I no, no, that no, a very distinct. For sure, essence.
0: Yeah, and so essence, uh, flavor profile, finish. When you think of rye, for me, I get two things: I get heat and I get sweet. So it's beautiful. You brought you brought up uh, you brought up bread. Yeah. So when you look at bread bread, you change that, that grain and you've got a different type of bread, right? Yeah. You got wheat bread. That's probably using wheat. wheat. I'm not a sure. baker. No. Uh, you got rye bread and that's going to taste completely different. So if you change the grain that you're using to make your whiskey, you're actually getting a different style of whiskey. So for us, we're not using bourbon. We're not using that 50, we're not a bourbon, so there's not that 51% corn. We're not a rye because we're not using that 51% rye grain. We're using 100% malted barley. So we are actually beer brewers at heart. We've been a distillery since 2004. And you brought up uh, Stone. Stone is a big San Diego, uh, when when you look at their brewery, I mean, there's a lot of brewers that that are passionate about what we're doing in craft beer here in San Diego. You go to the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's 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 another chapter of of beer craft culture. Yeah, I was I
1: was just up there in Portland uh, pre-COVID. Okay, so you know my friend lives up in uh, what is it called? Um, First one F. It's near. It's outside of Portland. It's a, a town
0: hmm.
1: called. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. But he lives in that town. He took me to Portland down to uh, McGillicuddy's, or it's okay. down. Um, it's down by. It's down by um, what's it called? What's that donut spot? The famous one. Oh, Voodoo. Voodoo. It's down in that area. <laughs> For sure. And it was an Irish pub, and they had a, a magnificent, magnificent pour of Guinness. Nice. That was uh, not cold, which is the way I like it, and it was uh, had a, just the right amount of foam, and uh, they had an incredible. Uh, Irish stew, Irish stew, and uh, shepherd's pie. Okay. Which, I mean, if we had one right here, that would be glorious. <laughs> so you're about to light that cigar, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just
0: going to toast the the lip.
1: Yeah, right. I'm going to tell you right now. I I wasn't familiar with this stick, but I'm telling you, it is pretty good. It's it's pretty pretty damn good, actually. Excuse us, we're enjoying. What you're hearing is some ASMR uh, cigar lighting.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, sorry about that. Um, Yeah, no, no, no. So, the beautiful thing about when you go into Portland, there's a lot of great food. There's a lot of great drink. And we, everyone at the distillery who is making our whiskey yeah. used to be a craft beer brewer. Okay. So we're taking a couple different things in order to push out the best whiskey we can, right? So we're getting all of this grain, that malted barley. It's actually what most craft beer brewers are utilizing to make pale ale beer. So that's two-row malted barley. It's grown in California, Oregon, Washington. That's going to go and be malted through Great Western Malting, which is about 15 minutes away from our distillery. Mm-hmm. We're getting all this grain by the truckload. We're milling it in-house, so we're taking all of that grain and crushing it down. We're adding water, then our water source is coming straight from the Cascade Mountain Range, wow. Mount Hood, and from there, we're turning into the best beer we can, and okay. I hope that's making all the connections to, to where you've, uh, you and your family have, uh, have roots in Pacific Northwest, but when you look at beer... This should be speaking to you because we're making beer, but we're not selling it. We're using the same yeast strain that Sierra Nevada and most craft pale ale producers utilize. Yeah, It's called Chico strain. So it's a beer yeast. Okay. So we're making beer. We're not adding hops. We're not adding carbonation. We're letting that ferment for a good five to seven days. You can literally, and not like, this is not a, uh, it's not an imagination thing. It's when you get to the distillery, because I want to make sure I set you up at the distillery. Okay, you, we awesome. gotta, we gotta make it work. Awesome. But uh, when you get to our distillery, we will tap our fermenter so you can actually drink our beer right off fresh before we turn it into whiskey. Wow. So we're taking three thousand gallons worth of that beer and turning it straight. Into this whiskey.
1: So, just because I'm ignorant of it, um, nah, nah, nah. when you do the, so, so there's a mash, mm-hmm. same thing, all the beer process. Once it becomes, once it comes out of the mort, mort, is that what they call it? The, the pr- so, the,
0: yeah, so wort.
1: Wort, yeah. So, once it comes out of the wort, which is that fermentation process sure, almost what's the next step after that? I mean, obviously you're going here, right?
0: Yeah. So all of that's going to, so one side of our distillery is literally a beer house. It's going to transfer over to the distillery side and we're going to use a low reflux hybrid copper pot still. And that's actually going to boil all of that beer. Twice. Wow. So now that's the distillation process, and okay. we're turning it into f- all that 3,000 gallons worth of beer from that run. Yeah. It's turning into only five barrels worth of this whiskey. Are
1: we talking about like 50 gallon barrels or 53? How- oh,
0: well. Yeah, 53 gallon, these are your standard yeah, new american yeah. oak. So if you look at the world of bourbon, if you look at any other american whiskey, this is the standard new american oak except we're not we're we're already putting so much heavy lifting and using the highest grade grain that we can get our hands on, taking the time, the care to let the yeast produce this beautiful beer that we're just amplifying those flavors by way of distilling. Okay. So we're wanting to have all of that highlighted and mixed with what the wood brings out. But at the end of the day, we're not trying to get a very oaky whiskey. So mm-hmm. yeah. that being said, we should probably dive let's, into let's this. Let's do this. So cheers. Cheers. This is Westward
1: Original. You know, we need some, we need some sound. I wasn't yeah, happy no, with that. Yeah, no, for sure. There you go.
0: Okay. So that is not your first hit of whiskey today, but that is your first interaction with yeah, Westward. With Westward. Tell me, uh, just be okay. honest. Okay. I, I don't want to. Let me do it, me yeah, do it one more time. Sure.
1: Let, me, let me take this puff of this cigar real quick. Now I'm sipping again. Now, just, just so I'm clear. Um it, show me the method. I saw you put your nose in the glass. Yeah, I do that typically with a um, with a glass of wine. Okay, um, and uh, I do all this the things that people say you should do: <laughs> swirl it and look for the legs. Blah yeah, blah blah. For blah. sure, for sure. Um, and I look like a hoity-toity freak no, sometimes. No, stop. But um, I, in this particular case, this little beautiful glass you gave me, or that you, no, you let me drink out of here, um, I have a large what I call a proboscis. <laughs> okay, so I can't quite get.
0: Yeah, all the way I in. can't get the, the large good.
1: naris into this glass.
0: You don't need to. And that's the beautiful thing. So one, uh, I'm glad you picked up on the glassware that we're using. These are actually Glen Cairns. So this is a little tulip-shaped whiskey-intended glass. Okay. And what it's actually doing is, yes, you can evaluate it. The These are your words, not mine. The hoity-toity way, right? Sure. I'm so I, just so using it, so it, it. I'm
1: making sounds with my mouth. That's all. Hey,
0: right. at the end of the day, it's, it's evaluating the whiskey, okay? So we, we first look at it to see what we're diving into. This is the first good step on what's the color, right? And that can give you a little analysis as to um, is this aged? Is it using new oak? Is it using another type of oak? Like The color can can give you an assumption as to what you're going into. So from there, now we're going into nosing it or smelling it. So for me, I actually go one nostril to the other okay. because one, it's sometimes one nostril is working better than the other, and two, I mean these are these are all tying to different areas of the brain. So okay. um, I keep my mouth open just so when I inhale through my nose, the alcohol vapors are actually going to travel out of your mouth. So you're not just singeing your nose hairs, but right, you're right, letting right. that like have okay. an escape route.
1: I've never done, I've never done like that actually. Okay, yeah. I like that. Okay, okay. So,
0: so when you do that, are there any like uh, scents that you pick up on? Again, I, I have mine. I'll, okay. I'll tell you what it is, but I don't, I don't want to like sure. stuff words into your mouth.
1: Well, you know, here's the weird part about um, evaluating something or, or, or trying to identify the different. I watched a movie one time called French Kiss with um, Meg Ryan, and uh, I can't remember his name. He's married to uh, the lady from Past uh, Times of Westmont <laughs> High, okay. whatever. B.B. Uh, Cates. This guy was a French a uh, thief and he was stealing a diamond necklace, bringing it into the country. And uh, he ended up taking his this Meg Ryan to his, his family vineyard in his house. He goes into his room and he's showing her around his bedroom as a child, be, childhood bedroom. And he says, I have this box. She sees this box with little windows and it's got uh, pieces of herbs, you know, rosemary, uh, all these different kind of things that are grown on property. And he then tells her, explains to her, well, this is a child. This is what I was studying to understand the terroir of the wine we make. So he could understand how to make wine. That from that movie, I believe it or not, that's where I started thinking about it. That's where I started thinking about all these things. Uh, And and the reality is that when you're tasting something, um, you have to be able to have some point of reference. Like he said, here, smell this rosemary or smell this thyme or smell this whatever, and then drink the wine. Okay, and then she was like, "Oh, see, I, now I get. It. I taste the rosemary. I yeah. taste the.
0: It's all sensory reference.
1: The problem for me is that <clears throat> you have a, a much uh, a deeper depth of, of knowledge of identifying these things. So I'm only. I'm going to give you my very pedestrian. Stop. Uh, well, I'm have, just. I'm, I'm Everybody's
0: just, got a point abso- of reference. Absolutely. And you're good. <laughs> so
1: I'm. So I'm. This is what I'm about to. I'm going to try and do my best here.
0: Yeah. Your best is all I ask for.
1: <laughs> okay, so I would identify this something as a caramelly sensation. Yes. Okay, okay, that's so that's that's the strongest one.
0: I'm gonna push that a little bit forward. So you say caramel? I don't know if it's because I just had. Uh, I mean, it's it's still hot here in California, but as we roll into fall flavors, sooner or later, I mean, they're already pushing out yeah. pumpkin spice. every day. okay, well, you know what? So. Right <laughs> as you were
1: right as you said that, I I did say I was thinking pumpkin. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a
0: couple of things instead of only, um, finding caramel, I actually get like orchard fruits. So it's almost like a caramel apple. And then when you say, or when you, when you said, yeah, I I get pumpkin for me, it's, it's that baking spice. So it's a lot of cinnamon that's coming off of the nose on this.
1: Now I I could, I could say, I could say that because I'm, I, when you, when you said, we kind of agreed those pumpkin, I kind of then went to pumpkin pie. And then I and with pumpkin pie, then my mind started breaking down. Well, there's going to be um, there's going to be some clove, possibly. There's going to be cinnamon. There's going to be all
0: those baking spices. All
1: those, there. yeah, all that sort of thing. But, and, but
0: what else? What what makes it really good? Think, what's your favorite part of the pumpkin pie? Minus the pumpkin,
1: sugar. Well, right. sugar. Um,
0: well, well, what? Where's where's most of that sugar going to? That crust, right? So oh, when you look oh, wait, at that wait, crust, wait, wait, wait. think graham cracker. There's a lot of graham cracker on oh, that too. Wow. Okay. 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 So. Um, now, now you've, you've nosed it, wet your lip. So literally just wet your lip. I mean, we've already had this, but if we're going through evaluation, you're going to wet your lip, assuming that this would have been your first interaction with a whiskey and what that's going to do. It's actually preparing your palate. Okay. So wetting your lip, it's not just like a full shock to the system, but now you're ready. And then when you take your first actual sip of the whiskey I, I I invite you to just spread it all across the palate so to the back of the tongue all through your teeth and what that's doing it's cl- it's it's actually gonna cover and coat your entire your entire palate and all of those um, all those taste receptors
1: okay I I didn't I wasn't sure but as i'm okay first of all the palate is very i have to close my eyes unfortunately i'm sorry about that um it's very smooth on the palate. a lot of times especially with talisker if you hit it wrong it it's like wasabi it <laughs> oh my god all up in the nostrils um this is
0: you know um that'll happen with anything you drink so like i've had it happen with sprite so okay yeah. <laughs> sure sure
1: sure uh, this doesn't have that for me um it does have that that wonderful mellow burn on the, on the palate. Um, of course, the caramel. Now that you've said, now we've kind of identified pumpkin a little bit and all those, that line of pumpkin flavors, including the, the graham cracker, not strong for me on the graham cracker because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... For don't, sure, for sure. Um,
0: we are having cigars too. So from this cigar, by the way... A- I didn't catch what this was called, but great choice. Okay, it's very full bodied for me. It's, it's having a lot of like cocoa on the backside of it, which is going really well with the yeah, whiskey. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there is smoke coming through. So that is going to mask some of the lighter, delicate, um, bright notes within our whiskey. But you know, that's why we've got four of them on the table to, to keep on trying and see what <laughs> pairs best. Right. Okay. We got, okay.
1: so my question about, so what is the name of uh, of this particular one What mm-hmm. we're, we're
0: This is our original. So this is Westward Original Whiskey. Okay, so so this is where their line started. Yeah. Okay. So um, we've been a distillery since 2004. Our founder, Thomas Mooney, he was actually one of the founding fathers of the American Craft Spirits Association. He was the uh, inaugural uh, president for the Craft Spirits Association. We have an amazing master blender named Miles Monroe, who him and his team of distillers and our barrel house folk, Otis... And Joe, all of that entire team are making sure that this original whiskey is going to be the best it can be before we can even touch any of those other whiskeys on the table. Okay, and
1: and and, okay, so this is the original. Yes, you have them in a particular order. I do. I do. Okay, Uh, is there obviously there's going to be flavor differences? Mm -hmm. Is there one? Um, mother, well, I mean, I should let it come. Ah, yeah. I should let it come, but you know what? The, uh, so far so good. This is incredible. Now cool. l- let me just address something first and foremost. Um, I, I believe, I, I kind of think I was partially Japanese in a previous life hmm. because, um, I've always loved the culture. I love, uh, many other martial arts. I love the food. I love, I love the, the aesthetic. I love the honor part of it. I love the, um, attention to detail. Yes. I love the, uh, so when I went to culinary school, um, it was very important for plating to me. I love plating, and uh, they always say you eat with your eyes. Yeah. That's part of that culture. When I when I look at your bottle, uh, it's striking, and when I and because I hadn't seen it until just a couple of days ago, I was when I looked at your your uh, marketing on your social social media like Instagram or I noticed that. It's, it's got a very unique shape which is important for sure and it also has it, it's, it speaks to me it's it's got a, a, the label it has a very unique look it kind of looks like a badge or a kind of like a, sh- a shield and uh, that it's kind of a I, I kind of like I like the vibe
0: No oh, I love yeah. it so yeah. so I'm glad you're saying all that because one when you look at packaging, there, there's a lot that goes into this, and I believe our company has done a very great job in one not just making a beautiful package, but it's a package that tells our story. Okay, so I'm gonna put this cigar down real quick. Um, when you look at it, so westward, what you're looking at here, when you see that W, that arrow is pointing to the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest. Everything we're doing is about embodying. What the Pacific Northwest is plentiful of, and turning that into the best whiskey we can produce,
1: and that's the the point at the top of the label. Yes, that's
0: okay. uh, that's all. That little W has a has that arrow, and then when you look at this embossed raise, it says "True Northwest." So, have you ever heard that phrase? Find and head towards your true north. What's your calling? Yes, yes. So, our calling, even though. When you look at our lineage of being a distillery since 2004, our first master distiller, Christian Krogstad, he was a winemaker, a brewmaster, an all-around enthusiast for everything within the industry, but his true calling was always whiskey. So for us, we've continued that in our culture. Our true Northwest is about putting the northwest into the best whiskey we can push out into the- i love
1: that i love it yeah
0: and then like i mean just there's there's little uh, easter eggs on here too this is a beer brewer's hawk that's a natural hawk that flies around all of the fields of, of barley protecting it from field mice from different yeah. uh other vermins that can kill that uh grain and then uh when you look down here this is actually the the malted barley. That's wow. the two-row malted barley, and this color. Um, there's a there's a big debate. I I lean and say that this is actually like a teal blue color. Some people, especially in like the Bay Area, say no, that's like San Jose shark green. But no, it's a uh, the way this color is on our bottle is actually a callback to. I mean, you're you're in uh, photography, you're in videography, you've got an eye for aesthetics and there's that golden hour right when that sun's setting around five well now it's like seven o'clock here in southern california but up in the northwest when it's that golden hour and that sun is setting all of the waterways are gonna reflect that color so this is a literal callback to everything we are and you start off by saying that it's got broad shoulders a really bold package it's got this geometric cutout that is the Cascade Mountain Range. That's our water source. Wow. So it's it's
1: literally our story on a bottle. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> really. I mean, it, it is a striking package. For uh, sure. In fact, if you want to compare it to Talisker, I mean, Talisker's bottle is actually a little pedestrian, mm. uh, you know, if you want to say no. it. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying from the standpoint <laughs> that, Joel, check it out. I was at the uh, store on the way here. I was buying the Talisker. And, uh, Where'd the, you end up going? I went to a store right in my town. Okay. We'll like, uh, shout them out. Valley Center Foods.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're great.
1: And I was going down the road, and I, I saw a lady that I know. She said, hey, "How you doing?" And she says, "Oh, she's." Um, I said, "Can I get a telescope?" And and I said, "I know, I know. It's only ten o'clock in the morning." But uh, she says, "Oh no, it's five o'clock somewhere." She's looking at the box, and she says, "Oh, it's beautiful." And I said, "She says, can I open it? Can I look at the bottle?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." I, I saw the look on her face because the the box has this eagle and blue blue colors and whatever. And I, I saw the look on her face of a little disappointment when she pulled the bottle from the box. I saw her go, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's not what I thought. <laughs> oh man. So your bottle, though, when I, when I was looking at your, uh, your page and your Instagram, I was going, yeah, the, the way they're doing it, the shape of the bottle is very distinct. And uh, I'm sure the drink is equally distinct.
0: No. So, so, so if I can, I'm glad you, you, uh, you enjoyed that first pour.
1: Yeah. So if I can, let me, let me just start off by saying that, um, in all, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any reason to tell you untruths, but let, let me address it. Um, very smooth, very smooth, very drinkable. Um, in fact, the flavors are very put well put together. Um, I could, I could drink that very, very easily, very regularly.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. And, uh, there's this, there's this cool thing that I like to do when, when people are telling me how, how they're enjoying the whiskey, that word smooth comes out a lot, but smooth to you can mean something very different to me. Right. Yeah. So when you look at this, I'm not quite sure what alcohol, uh, by volume percentage talisker is or what proof they're bottled at but you say smooth and when you drink this whiskey it's actually at 45 percent alcohol or or, uh, 90 proof so so what what i get from that is we're doing a good job with building all those flavors in a very balanced and cohesive way to where yes it warms you up but it doesn't chase away all of those nuances that are built in there. Right. So,
1: well, I, if I guess my, my translation, if for smooth and again, this is, like I said, it can be different for everybody, but um, the way that I would describe it is sometimes I, I put whiskey in my, okay. Like a cigar. Okay. Yeah. You smoke a cigar and sometimes the bitterness is so overwhelming on the tongue that you're having to actually spit like in between a puff because there's so much burnt material building up and it, You need something to wash it down or to get rid of it. Uh, Even though the nose is particularly good or it's smooth, it's got a nice, uh, relaxed, uh, non-acrid burn flavor. The the, the palate can be overwhelmed with with a burnt flavor, which I don't like. So when it comes to whiskey, in my past, I mean, even including one of the oldest, Johnny Walker, Johnny Walker Black, to me, is a little harsh now. When I drink it, uh, even like we're drinking it neat right out of these, these... kind of fluted little cups uh, that are, are intended. In mean, my, I, my estimation, again, I'm not fully vet, uh, vet, vet, versed on it, but um, excuse me, but the shape of it, I imagine uh, gives it a little bit of pace as it comes into your mouth and it probably aerates it a little bit. It probably allows it to flow a certain uh, volume uh, and, and thus uh, delivering it to your mouth in a certain way. So uh, when I drink this It does have a very. The tip of my tongue says sweet. It glides over my palate, and it doesn't burn. It doesn't burn me. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make it unpalatable. It makes it nice and welcoming and warm. As the saliva carries it back over my palate, it actually kind of makes it the, the caramel flavor kind of uh, permeate sure. the whole top yeah. of the palate. It really the sensation makes me want to have another one. Yes, it doesn't say hey it stop. It brings it back. It actually says hey, you know what? Uh, throw throw caution to the wind and have another sip, which I will before we go to the next one.
0: Okay, so I think what you so just know, said man. was very poetic. So uh, thank you because <laughs> I don't know you, you just did my job for me. But uh, <laughs> but before we move on to the next one, um, some flavors that I find in our original whiskey are going to be honey citrus and stone fruit like peaches on that backside. Um I mean we talked about like those baking spices. We talked about graham crackers and the finish on ours. If you let it sit for about like ten seconds after you've swallowed the whiskey, it's almost like a, a burnt chocolate chip cookie for me too.
1: On the original. Yeah, on the original. Boy, so you're getting a lot more than I am. Yeah, I also drink this a lot more okay. than you do. So, okay. so, <laughs> <And> so- a- <laughs> So, do you remember the first time you tasted that original? I did. It
0: was in the parking lot in Carlsbad, out of a Lexus IS two hundred. And
1: of course, you didn't drive afterwards. No, no, no. It was, it
0: was it was literally somebody <laughs> saying, "Hey, this is the company I work for." No, wow. Just kidding. But no, it was a, it was an old teammate, and uh, I, I remember it wasn't an IS200 it was a CT200 so a hybrid but he was basically giving me my first sample and he's, he was saying welcome to the team and you know we we're, we're in the business of spreading our whiskey so i needed to try and make sure that i stood behind what i was i was going to be building and i loved it from the first sip wow. did i get all those notes in the first sip probably not
1: but i mean okay so I'm, i can not i don't want to pin you down no no you're good but do you have do you, what how was your assessment different from mine on the first sip? Do you recall? Yes. Okay. The first sip for me,
0: one, I picked up on the alcohol very quickly. Um, I again the I, alcohol content yeah alcohol okay. content so um this being 90 proof um i did not know that that was a content but i remember having it and it was a summer day so the his sample is probably sitting in the back of his trunk for a good 12 hours so it was hot whiskey Sure, sure. so all that was jumping at me and i was like okay i i need to this is like a three sipper for me okay. to figure out what what the backbone is. OK, um, but yeah, it's it definitely drank more bright than what I was used to. And what I mean by that is um, when we had the Talisker earlier, it, it, it does take you on a ride. Okay. But the undertone for that, besides its florality, is a lot of this like that light peat. And for me on this, it was just like a lot of citrus. Okay. A lot of that okay. that sweet caramel that you okay. were pointing out. Yeah. So once I got through the alcohol, that's what I was picking up on. Okay. So very similar from from what you, you first said today. Okay. So I think you're doing a great job.
1: Okay. So I'm determined to see more this time. So yeah. maybe you can walk me through it. So this one here is, now let's, let's identify what for it sure, is. For sure, for sure. What is this one called?
0: Okay, so now we're on pour number two. That's going to be this glass right here. This, um, you actually alluded to it earlier by bringing up the world of wine and terroir. So all of our whiskey, all of our process is intended to embody that terroir of the Pacific Northwest. So terroir is a big big uh, word in the, the world of wine. For us in whiskey, it not, it not just means the ground, the soil, the atmosphere. Yep. It also means the people. So this is us paying homage to our roots, okay. where we come from in Oregon and what put Oregon on the map, okay. which is the world of wine. And in the world of wine, it's Pinot Noir. So this is Willamette Valley Pinot Noir French oak barrels that have been used For three vintages. Okay. So a vintage in the Willamette Valley is about, give or take, two years. So those barrels held six years, just about, worth of red wine, the Pinot Noir red wine. Then the wineries no longer utilize them. We get those barrels. We're taking our original whiskey that we first started off with. Yeah then we transfer it okay. into those French okay. oak barrels okay. and we leave it for an additional two years.
1: So let me let me just see if I can guess some of the flavors. I mean, yeah, no, just I, guess them
0: without I, even well, diving into it.
1: Being that you've mentioned uh, the oak barrels and the wine, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Pinot is a red wine. Uh, it's a lighter red wine, yep. uh, which means I guess that would have less of the skins. Am I wrong there or... Not I wouldn't say wrong, okay.
0: but you're not entirely okay. correct. Okay.
1: So I'm guessing, I see the color difference between the two is a little darker. Uh, I'd say darker red because we're in a dim room.
0: It, it's also, you're actually picking up on it too. That that wine barrel interaction is definitely going to change the color.
1: Okay. And then I'm picking up on the fact that it if it's going to have an oak barrel, it's going to have a bit of an oaky twang to it. Cool. Um, so I'm picking up because of you said it. Yeah. Um now, let me put this to my nose. I did kind of cheat a second ago. And I did pick up I did have a little whiff of it. I didn't get a deep whiff, but I'm about to. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me see. I wish I had the other one. I wish I had the other one. Okay. <laughs> Can you pour me some of the yeah, uh, the of original course. the oh just a little I want to t- smell it.
0: That's how this was designed for you okay. to be able to go back and forth. Okay,
1: let me just get a little comparison here.
0: Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna put it
1: right there. Okay. okay cool. Now I'm back at the OG again. Okay. As I said before, the uh, picking a ton of the caramel, caramel, in that one for sure. Immediately, I get the wine. Okay, I get. I drink a lot of red wine, uh, mostly. Uh, now it's been recently Spanish wines.
0: So you're on that Tempranillo kick,
1: exactly. Nice. And uh, got a Tempranillo finish. Okay, and I'm, not on I'm, me, but <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trader Joe's. I've just been going there, and they have a wide variety of European wines, so I, I like that vibe. Um, yeah, I picked the the, the the wine comes first for me. Okay. And then I pick up the caramel second. Okay.
0: Because it's the same whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So everything yeah. was there, right? It's yeah. still there.
1: Okay. Now it's time to taste. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let, me, let me stir it around a little bit because I, I pick up cigar now too. So let me. Hm. God, has a nice smell though. See, that's the one thing we cannot transmit over this this thing. We can't we can't do the smell. There's no uh,
0: centigram yet. <laughs>
1: mm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay, since we are having cigars, yeah. this is actually my favorite one to pair with okay. cigars.
1: Yeah, I get the wine. I get the, I get the red wine. Um, I don't. That's that's where I'm at. Okay. I get the red one. All
0: right. So for me. A lot of bright red fruit. Okay. So think like strawberries, think cherries, but these are like freshly picked. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. From
0: there that uh, we talked about like pie, pie crust, graham cracker, all of that on the original. For me, this is now toasted graham cracker. Okay. So I'm a big guy. I like to talk in food and candy. So imagine you are literally going to a bonfire and you're going to make a s'more, but you don't have the marshmallow and, and the, the chocolate fell off. So now you're just toasting the graham cracker for whatever reason because you're not going to give up on it. Toasted graham cracker is what I get on that mid-palate. And then finally, I mean, you've had, what, one sip so far? Yes. I want you to do one big sip, and then as soon as you swallow it, I'm going to count to, like,
1: five. Okay. 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 Okay.
0: So once that goes down, I'm going to give it, like, five, four, three. All right. If this is your tongue, the sides of it are starting to dry out. It's that tannin effect. So you brought up when you were just you didn't even uh, even have the whiskey yet, but you picked up on, hey, that's a lot of red. So I think it has interaction with the skins and all that. So when producing red wine. When you have interaction with the skins, when you have interaction with the seeds and the stems, all of that's gonna build tannin. So that tannin is actually what's drying your palate out. But for our whiskey, what I like to equate it to is when's the last time you had a chocolate covered coffee bean?
1: I gotta say, it's been a little long. It's been time. a minute?
0: Well, okay, just, just picture time. it then poetically. Okay. You're biting through that chocolate, now that's like creamy. And when you crack through that coffee bean, there's a plume of coffee. Your tongue's going to dry out just the same way it is right here. But there's a finish of, like, blonde roast coffee on the backside of this.
1: Okay. I can, I'm going with you. And I, yeah. think,
0: I think that's why I like pairing this with, with cigars because when you walk into a coffee house, the air smells, like, yeah. very smoky. Yeah. but but very, very sweet at the same sure. time with a great cigar, you're finding all those. I mean, it, yeah, it's rolled tobacco, but at the end of the day, there's still a lot of nuance to it besides yeah, just smoke. For sure. So,
1: but yeah. Uh, no, I, I like it. I love it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's, it has the same palette. Okay. I, I'm going to say, um, it's just, it's okay. I call it smooth, but smooth to me is when I'm not being assaulted by it. Yeah. I'm getting, it just glides sure. across, across your palate. And then, um, you start, you start getting all the burn, you get the flavors, you get the nose. So I, I'm getting like, when you said chocolate, yeah, I see it. I see the chocolate. It's a, it's a faint for me. It's a faint, it's in my nose. And yeah, it's like when you have a piece of chocolate, a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah. Like a baker's chocolate, right? Okay. Yeah, like something that's almost like a semi sweet Mm -hmm. or something. It's not a full on sweet chocolate. Yeah. It's like a semi sweet, a dark.
0: But yeah, that's that's the Pinot. So we had the original. This is our Pinot Noir. Again, it's exactly what we started off with, but then you're you're giving it that extra love, that extra time and that French oak. Willamette Valley Pinot Noir wine barrel. So it's truly the world of craft beer, the world of whiskey, and everything that we're doing, now with the world of wine influencing the finish of it.
1: You know, I don't think I've been jealous of somebody before on the on their job, but I, I finally found somebody I'm jealous of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you you no. get to interact with all these amazing people. You you get to yeah. do and find things yeah. that
1: you love. So, totally. totally, I should be a little jealous. No of me, man, <laughs> no dude. I'll tell you. Uh, let's say it like this: you're uh, you're welcome to. If, whenever I get into a situation where I um where I get to have some delightful food and we can pair it with whiskey, I'm gonna invite you to come. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to this uh, this guy just having the show yesterday or Sunday. His name is uh, Mexi Papa. Shout out to Mexi Papa. This guy goes around the world now and tastes Mexican food, uh, tacos, burritos. This guy is the expert. And, uh, he was nice enough to invite me to one of his, uh, when he goes, he said he'll be the first, cause I, I've had a big hang up, up to now about, uh, wanting to put my face on, on video. But you know what? This guy made me feel different about it. And he said, you know what? You just gotta be you. You gotta go out and do your thing. And, uh, when when I when I get in a situation where we can sit down and have another time like this, you're invited. Please come along. I'm gonna have another sip of this guy right here.
0: Well, this is- you know what? Same thing goes for me. Okay, if uh, if I'm ever having a, a a dinner in town, and and I'd love to to host you. And when you go up to the Pacific Northwest, our distillery would love to host you. So, um, I mean. You know, like I said at the beginning of this, we are forming relationships and and just enjoying a good time. You know, so I
1: have an idea. Yeah, we should we should do this. We should next time you're up in town, I'm gonna get you a room at the uh, uh, the the uh, Great Wolf Lodge. They would love to have you there. I, I have the um, a friend a friend of mine is the uh, he's the the, the uh, sorry the chairman. Okay and uh, i'm sure he might appreciate this, and he's right yeah. there he's right in your town
0: that'd be great and uh, and if for some reason i'm not able to i've definitely got a, a team of, uh, of of buddies who do an amazing job sharing our liquid beautiful and i you know what the the, the great thing about our whiskey is we we talked about terroir with with wine we talked about terroir not just being the land and the atmosphere. It truly is the people, and I think we're building a great culture in terms of our team behind the brand. So, so
1: far, so good, man. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: Well, it only gets better from there. Okay. Uh, you know, uh... Well, no, I think you've done well
1: so far, so <laughs> cool. I, I can't even imagine where it's going yeah. now. Yeah,
0: hell yeah. Okay. So
1: this right here, I believe, what I have in front of me is this, uh, what do they call this little trio?
0: Oh, yeah, so this is our little flight board. Okay. This is a flight of three um, with a little sneaky pour at the end that does not fit on the flight board, but it will definitely
1: uh, cap it all off for us. You know what we should do one day? I just had an idea. Yeah. while I'm sitting here. Um, we should do like one of those hot wings deals. Hey. We should get somebody um, that we mutually, you know, For find sure. interesting. For sure. And we should do like a hot wings thing. And and they sh- we should have some food. Yeah. Have somebody that, you know, because I was thinking about uh, somebody in town here. I was thinking about having them cater here. Okay. And bring some food. And, and if we had more time, next time, if we have more time, we'll have somebody come and bring food. We'll have some whiskey. We'll have some cigars. We'll turn it into a party.
0: I'm all for that, man. Okay. One, so, of, one of our brand pillars are creating com- communities. So beautiful. This so is, uh, this let me is let it. me
1: address one thing before. Uh, sure. How are we doing on time? We're good. We're okay.
0: good. Okay. So, um, let's see. Just to wrap it back to to the beginning, we were founded in 2004. Whiskey takes time. Whiskey takes money. Believe it or not, we had not a lot of time, nor did we have a lot of money, so we actually started off making clear spirits back in the day to buy us some time to make our whiskey. We didn't want to take any shortcuts. We didn't want to buy liquid from other places, like from Indiana or from Canada. We wanted the product that we were going to push out to be by our hands, so- In our first days when we were brewing beer, again, not to sell it, but we were making beer to make the whiskey, we didn't have the facility that we have today. So we actually had a ton of buddies who we brewed beer alongside with, and they helped us by brewing and letting us use their beer brewing equipment to make our wash. So that, that first step, right, take the malted barley, take the water, add the yeast, and yeah. then they let us use their system to make the beer. And then <laughs> Chris and their team back then, they got a flatbed truck and literally were going brewery to brewery, wow. picking up these barrels of beer and bring it over to the distilleries, and we would make these runs to make our
1: whiskey. That's fantastic. So that's what
0: I brought here. This is, not to be open because it's just a display, but from beer to this, this is what whiskey looks like. It's clear. So this is our whiskey distilled from that beer. Sure. But when you look at the original, it's got that, that caramel color, right? Yeah. That, that deep, uh, for me, it's like this amber brown. Sure. So for that, that's non-artificially colored. So what we're doing is these are samples of our actual new American oak barrels. One of them's a level two char. One of them's a level three char. That just means it's it's exposed to flame for a little bit longer. And when you smell that, you're going to get some of that sweet vanilla coming through.
1: And Sorry, sorry to um, nah, to
0: manipulate your, your nah, wood. Please, I bring it for, for a reason. So you put this with This clearing you make into that barrel, and you let it sit over the years. That's what adds this color. So
1: now, do you know which one is used initially? I mean, is there one that uses used for this stuff? Is it of these two or no? So for these two samples, we're
0: actually getting all of our barrels from Independent Stave Company, and that cooperage. Or these are the they're the oldest, the largest, and one of the. Best Cooperages, AKA the family trades that make barrels. They're giving us, or we're purchasing barrels from them that they will either have as a level two or a level three. We're filling it and then we're sending it over to our barrel house in Clackamas, which is about 15 minutes away from Portland. And we're letting it sit. And we've got Miles, we've got Otis, and we've got Joe literally going in every day, sampling taking notes and letting us know. All right, these barrels are ready to go. Let's go ahead and mingle them together to make sure it looks, smells and tastes exactly like the original every time. What a great job. Yeah, <laughs> yes. If there's anybody to be uh to be uh jealous of, it's those yeah. those that team yeah. right there. Yeah. But uh but yeah. So what happens when these barrels are done? Yeah. Because we're emptying these barrels to bottle it into this, yeah. right? So these barrels are going back to those buddies who back in the day helped us originally. So we've got about 40 different and growing Pacific Northwest breweries who are making an Imperial Stout beer that they age in our barrels for about nine months. After nine months, we've helped them make a beer that tastes a little bit like our whiskey. Okay. So we get our barrels back. This is all over a handshake and a pint of beer. We're not we're not like charging anybody to, to work with us to do that. That's great. And then we're taking this whiskey, we're putting it back in the barrel. 18 months later, you're getting Westward Stout.
1: Wow. Okay, so this what you have there is is the now we move to the third bottle now.
0: Yep, yep. This is third bottle. This so is, this a, is a Westward Stout. Okay.
1: And so we're picking up on the the beer, uh, the stout beer. For Wait. sure.
0: So this is working with our buddies. This is you you actually uh, brought up having room temperature uh, stout Guinness, and you saying that you you enjoyed it that way because you're getting more of that flavor coming yeah. through. Yeah. So when you when you have stout beer, what are some flavors that come to mind?
1: It's almost more of a uh, well to me, the Guinness is uh, more viscous. It's more. It's heavy. It's it's a malt. It's a kind of a malted flavor. Um, it's it's kind of a aged flavor. Yep. Um, it's it, for me a lot of times. I think it's more of the consistency for sure. For yeah. me,
0: it's yeah. It's 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 heavy on the palate. Yeah. It yeah. coats the tongue. Yeah. warms you up. No, that's beautiful. Okay, so dive into this whiskey, and then I'll uh, I'll walk you through what I get out of it.
1: I'll do a little puff on my cigar here. So yeah. so here we are. Okay. So westward step. Okay. So this moved for me. Okay. Yeah, the caramel's still there, but All it's right. in the, in the yeah. distance. in the distance now. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting beer. I'm getting beer here, but it's not. It's a sweet beer flavor smell to me. Yeah, it's got. It's gonna have. It has a darker beer fla- uh, essence to me. It's almost like, but it's also like chocolate. It's also like a little candy. Yep, yep. It's funny
0: you're using
1: all the tasting notes that I'm about to say. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good. Thank you for uh, for helping me
1: out. (laughs) Right in the center of the nose, I get. um, I'm trying to figure out which candy it is. It's no longer caramel for me. Hmm. Boy, it's good though. I'm trying to, oh my God, marzipan?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of marzipan on there. And when I think marzipan, it's definitely that, uh, a lot of that vanilla, a lot of that.
1: It's, it's a, oh, i A little bit you. of
0: like rose and cherry too.
1: Rose and cherry. Huh, rose, wow, okay.
0: So when I think of stout beer, it's a spectrum. There's the very thick almost like soy sauce consistency umami stout and then there's that floral very fruity spectrum of stout for me on this there's a lot of that chocolate there's a lot of that vanilla and then since i'm a big guy talking about candy when's the last time you had chocolate malted whopper balls whoppers
1: man um see i'm older than (laughs) you so it's been a while um okay then
0: let's get bougie ferrero rocher
1: Ooh. Nutella.
0: Hmm. I had Nutella last night on toast. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> My wife loves just a little uh nightcap of of just a little bit of whiskey and some Boy. toast and some Nutella.
1: This dark wrapper cigar I'm, I'm actually enjoying right now is playing so well with this one for me.
0: I dipped I dipped the um the tip the, the tip just yeah. a little bit. Let me do the same because I want to that's enough. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: And you, you typically do that like before we light, so it soaks into the wrapper, but it works out too.
1: Oh, man. That is something. That is something, boy. woo Okay.
0: So, yeah. Just just imagine having all of those candies in a shot of Westward, and that's
1: what this stout reads as to me every single day. And uh, This cigar particularly, though, is really playing well with the flavors of this. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, they're they're right they're, they're they're like dancing right in front of me like they're just they're together.
0: Isn't it great though? It's uh, the way I like to look at it, Westward Original is what we are and what we do. Pinot Noir is literally our roots in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Oregon. And stout, that's where we come from. That is our yeah. heart. We are beer brewers by heart, distillers by trade. So everything we're doing here, this is us working with our homies. This is us working with partners who are like-minded in their craft of beer and just understanding that our worlds of beer and whiskey can play together and make some beautiful things.
1: You know, there's one thing that I did experience quite a bit when I was in uh, Portland. The, it, the the town, now, in recent past, because of COVID and some falterall that might have gone down during that time frame. It, I haven't been back in town, and uh, when I was there though, I experienced something that I don't experience very often. I I look for passion, and I use the word passion because uh, p- food has passion. Um, I, I I consider it uh, edible art. It's something that is so transient because it's like it's like a, you're drawing a, a beautiful uh, Mona Lisa on the concrete and someone the rain comes and it's gone same thing when you make food you make a good dish uh, it's 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 imbibed it's it's experienced and then it's gone and and literally from the time that they played it to the time that the person gets it if that window is too long it's actually dying sitting in the pass uh, on the as they're ready to give it to the server That is what, that is the art that I love most because it's so, I think it's, it's appreciated, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's so trans, it's so transient. So, so it moves so fast that you have to enjoy it while the, you have to like when the, when the lightning strikes, that's when you have to enjoy it. What's great about whiskey is that it, um. You can have a sip today and have this great experience. We can have this great conversation, and then tomorrow there's there's still more whiskey left. We can have that conversation again tomorrow. Uh, we can have another cigar. You don't have to drink the whole thing. In fact, um, I think that when you when something is excellent, it's usually because and and you consider it excellent is because you can have just a little. You don't need a lot. You just need a little bit and and you can imbibe those flavors, those essences. You can have this great experience. And that's what we're doing right now. This, to me, this particular one, the stout the stout. And I'm and I'm not really usually a fan of stout beer because it's so heavy, so can be so bitter. Um but so far, this is this stout is gorgeous. It's everything I want in a whiskey. It's uh, it's pairing so well with this cigar. I just can't even tell you how good it is for me. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, this is it right here. Again, I'm gonna, oh god.
0: All right, you enjoy that. We've got one final pour, and it's, oh, it's something but... that means a lot to us. Okay.
1: Oof. Oh. It's again. It's it's luxurious on the tongue. It has as a, a sweetness. It has a caramelly. It's got, it's got uh, the, the dark stout. Wow. Wow. That's all I'm going to say.
0: The cool thing is, so I, I'm i actually out of uh, right here in North San Diego. And even though our distillery is in Portland, Oregon, we are working locally with a ton of different breweries. And we're always looking to make friends and buddies. So the bottle I actually have on the table here is our newest partner called The Brewery out of Oregon. Placentia or Orange County, California. So they are now working with us in making this black Tuesday using our Westward barrels. And locally we're in talks with a couple of different breweries here in San Diego to, to make a localized product. Because I mean, like I said, from the beginning, we've got such a huge beer culture here in San Diego right, right. that I'd love for our worlds to come
1: Fantastic. together. Fantastic. You know, who might enjoy this a lot? Uh, there's some people, a uh, place called Plan Nine Ale House. Yeah, Plan Nine Ale House. Yeah, uh, Aaron is the owner, I believe, and okay. uh, he would he would die for this. <laughs> okay, so I again, I'm I'm always here for uh for
0: collaboration and for planning and just at the end of the day, just sharing good whiskey. And I like to say that it's my job to let our whiskey do the hard lifting and just to help spread that word. But everybody's got what they like, what they dig, and Talisker's what you dug originally. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're open to having this conversation, and that's how I approach every day. You know, like, can I make a new friend? Can I introduce Westward to somebody and move our product a little bit, a step closer towards building what we want it to become. Fantastic. And yeah, at the end of the day, this is we're not, we're not changing the world hugely, yeah. right? We're, we're just trying to have a good time. <laughs>
1: Well, I think you can make a lot of friends this way. It's somebody, I think the thing about it is I think everybody, uh, every man that I know in my age group is looking for that that quiet time at the end of the day. They're looking for that moment when they come home from a long day at the job, you know, something strenuous, something tough, and they come home at nighttime and they want to just close the door or close their gate and and they want to just live the life they want to live at their place. And, and something about whiskey, which is different from tequila, which is different from vodka, which is different from a beer, just a regular, I mean, I used to have a friend of mine who say, oh, what, what kind of beer do you like? Cold, you know? Yeah. But whiskey is something that has been celebrated. I always go back to Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin back in the Rat Pack days. You know, those guys seemed to be in the 60s. They were the epitome of cool. And if you saw Dean Martin uh, the, from the Rat Pack, he was the epitome of cool, in my mind. He was just that guy, Is nothing ever seemed to raise the needle. Nothing ever uh, uh, made him, you know, you ever saw him mad. He was always just, hey, you know, let it, like a, a duck of water off the duck's back. Just, everything was just kind of there. But, you know, I mean, you know, but he was, that, that's the cool to me. That's the kind of thing I like and uh, this so far has been fantastic for that uh, and again i
0: appreciate you and i appreciate your your willingness to to share what you passionately do and and allowing me to be a part of it um, and you know when we were talking earlier it's about where we came from what we're doing now and where we're going so for me i'm glad that i can help push this this experience of whiskey and bring you back to what made you fall in love with whiskey but that changes for every single person out there yeah. and that's that's our big thing at westward is we want you to experience your journey Regardless of what your experience with whiskey has been, you know. Yeah. So for us, um, before I pour this final one, um, there's there's a lot of things that are coming up where the public can can uh, come out and experience us. Okay. I mean, out here in Southern California, um, Mammoth Mountain is actually hosting a Rock and Rye Festival. So if if anybody out there wants to check that out, I'm actually pouring whiskey there with my teammate, okay. and Westward will be representing well. Um, locally here in san diego in the month of september and october if you go to westwardwhiskey.com we've actually got 25 bars and restaurants who are partnering with us for charity Um, our big pillar is one building community but two i mean when you look at the history of, of whiskey it's it's been this like Cool, like club that 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 you almost have to feel invited to to join, but for us at Westward, we want to break that tradition Ooh, down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is the same way anybody can experience a beautiful meal. We want everyone to be able to experience a beautiful experience in whiskey through us. So we're uh, we're working with about 20, 25 different bars and restaurants across San Diego, twenty five across uh, Orange County and Los Angeles. All to give uh, to charity, the Joshua Tree National Park Association. We're donating about ten thousand dollars, and every cocktail purchased with Westward at our participating partners, they're they're helping us achieve that goal. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, and, if I can, you know, play a part, uh, please let me know. Um, I have a nice website. Yeah. I have um, I have a few followers on Instagram, and uh, if I can, you know, uh, if you give me some artwork for sure for a, for a date, got you. I have no problem putting it up there. Let's do um, it. put it on the website, and if you have a, a calendar of events that you want to, you know, make known, Sweet. Uh, let me know. Yeah, and we'll put them up there, Let's and uh, and if I have and if we can, um, I have several shows coming up. I can shout out and say, hey, you know, make sure you go to Westward, uh, go to their website for all the uh, upcoming events. If you have something that you want to promote, like uh, I don't know, you're going to be at a particular location at a certain time, you want some eyes on it. Yeah. I'll do whatever I can do. Oh, I appreciate do. you, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so I think that's a that's enough of a plug. Uh, I want to give you this final pour, and I want us to toast to it. And honestly, the this is going to be the only set of whiskey or the only pour of whiskey on this flight with a set of instructions, okay? Oh, boy. As okay. soon as we saw—I we, know we went through all this evaluation, but as soon as you swallow this whiskey, yeah. I want you to blow air out first before we evaluate it so that way you're set up palette wise for it, okay?
1: Okay, so let me get it clear. So so what? One-
0: Take it, swallow it, blow air out. Okay. Okay? And then we'll and then we'll do the normal evaluation. Okay. But okay. before we do that, we're gonna cheers to it, okay? Okay. Okay. So I think we started off as Just very loose acquaintances. We got to learn about each other. We danced over here and found our our little groove. And I appreciate you. And I hope that the whiskey has been treating you well. So thank you. Listen,
1: Hector, uh, anything we can do for you? And uh, much luck in the the future. And uh, it was a great, great conversation. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Cheers.
0: that out before you dive back into it
1: that's yum that's that's all yum what now what's this one called
0: okay so we had our original we had our pinot noir we had our stout What you have here is, believe it or not, 2022. Earlier, you brought up uh, Cigar Aficionado, right, as a publication. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their sister publication in the world of whiskey, actually, let's back up. Their sister publication in the world of wine is Wine Enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So Cigar Aficionado, if you're looking for the who's who, what's what, what's in, what's new, that's that's your reference point for cigars. In the world of wine, it's Wine Enthusiast. In the world of whiskey, it's their sister publication called whiskey advocate so what you just had is westward cask strength that right there was whiskey advocates number five whiskey of 2022 wow the only craft distillery that makes its own distillate On that list at such a high level. Wow! So what's it
1: called though? What's it?
0: Yeah, this is Westward Cast Strength. So I haven't shown you the bottle. Okay. And uh, it's it's a slow tea. Okay. Okay. No, I I
1: I was rushing. Sorry. (laughs) No,
0: no, you're good. So the original was 90 proof. Pinot Noir was 90 proof. Believe it or not, Stout was actually 92 proof. So we we step it up just a little bit so it stands through all those fatty lipids that come off a stout beer, and the whiskey still is a star. On this guy. If you compare it to original, this whiskey is going to be original straight from the barrel, no water added. Okay. So 90 proof is no longer 90 proof. It's a little bit higher. If you were to guess, what, what would you throw a number? So 90, 90, 92, what would you throw here? As well,
1: let me do some basic math. For so sure. you said 45%. Yes. So 90 proof, double it, yes. 90 proof. Yeah, exactly. So this is higher.
0: Okay, what what is it registering as for
1: you though? Just okay. throw a number. Let no, me, no. Let me let me do it again, just so I can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I'll... can I have another little sip of that. Oh,
0: please, please. I was gonna say.
1: Let me just do that again. I, I don't want to be greedy, but I, let me nah. just let me let me have a little sip of that again, so I can.
0: So cask strength means that for us, it means it's the closest you can get for for going straight to our uh, barrel house and and drinking right a little nip straight from the barrel.
1: See, I don't I don't get. You guys are doing such a good job. <laughs> I don't get that it's that it's stronger. Nice. I that, get... that
0: means we're doing a great job. <laughs> it's a different ride though, right? Oh, it's delicious. Okay, so I'm gonna let you enjoy that. Okay, and
1: but, but but let me just say before you go. Before yes, he says, please, please. All I'm thinking right now is I'm thinking that I that before this whiskey, this one that you just poured, I'm feeling like I need a steak, a steak with a big pile of mashed, or or maybe even some elk or a, a deer backstrap. With some uh, cauliflower puree, some asparagus, buttered asparagus tips. Um, I feel like I've just had a, uh, a, a Bananas Foster with a scoop <laughs> of it. vanilla ice cream. Yes. And I'm sitting here with a good friend drinking some gorgeous golden love. <laughs> and uh, I feel like I feel like a am American. <laughs> that's what I feel right now that, that's what everything we're doing
0: yeah. <laughs> okay so that's our biggest obstacle whenever we we show Westward people say oh oh okay I see it it's it's the next chapter of American whiskey but hold on no corn oh it's single malt oh so you're a scotch no yeah. we're not a scotch or, or you're
1: you're one of those fancy yeah, types yeah it's
0: you know. like no one yes we are luxury whiskey but at the end of the day we're not we're I mean we're from Portland Oregon we we are lovers of our craft and we just happen to, to do the best that we can and put it out there. We don't, you don't need a suit and tie to enjoy our whiskey. Well
1: done. Well done.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so come on. You, you still haven't guessed what, throw me a number, <laughs> not 45, not 90. It's okay. If you, if,
1: I, I'm not getting a higher number. Okay. Then What, what so are you just going
0: to clock it at 45, I, gonna, 90? Yeah, sure. All right. Sweet. Yeah. So honey. On the original yeah. is now a brown sugar molasses for me because okay. it's that decadence, right? Yeah. That everything you were describing from the the elk, from the backstrap, all of that, yeah. that's, that's a decadent meal. So all of the citrus from the original, yeah. there's no citrus on this for me. Instead, it's like it's an experiential thing. So if you let this actually, uh, when you sip it, It's gonna tingle and numb your lips, travel across your palate and numb that just a bit. But when there's no whiskey in your mouth, if you inhale through your mouth, it's minty. It's almost like a cool wintergreen mint experience. And then the backside, instead of that uh, bright stone fruit peaches that I said from the original, now this is like a really nice piece of toast with apricot jam just slabbed on it. And then that burnt chocolate chip cookie is now like a very dark, fudgy brownie on the backside. And since we're having cigar, it has a faint tobacco on the back note of it. But not you, 45.
1: Yeah, go ahead. You are a whiskey artist. Ah, oh,
0: man, I'm just painting with what you're giving me right now. Damn, here. <laughs> dude.
1: That is, I mean... It would now look like, you know what you're like you're like a whiskey curator you know dude, you're like I, a, I am just a whiskey kuya you're, you're <laughs> you are you are a whiskey kuya which which means i understand older brother
0: it is it does
1: well kuya thank you you are my whiskey kuya uh, i appreciate and you i man. will tell you um yeah dude you 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 identified things that i'm unfamiliar with you've educated me on a level that i have not thought about before um, you've actually made me second guess my, my ah, choice. No. no, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm taking it home with me. Don't, don't <laughs> worry about that. I'm just saying it it's, uh, Westward. No joke. No, no lie. I, I don't lie. You know, that's, that's that's the kind of the point of the story. Why I do this because, um, I'm, I'm what they call it. I mean, I used to be, called it a straight shooter. Some people call it that. Uh, I don't uh, pull any punches. I tell the truth because without it, you have no, um, you have no, uh, credibility. You have no, uh. Kind of have nothing, a backbone, right? There's nothing real. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, really, you've identified some great flavors. They're all different. They're all gorgeous. Uh, they all have that smooth, and again, smooth, um, not harsh. They they, they they enter the palate very uh, gingerly. When they spread across, it's just a a, a field of sm- a smooth, gorgeous, caramely. Then the nose is full of essences and flavors of all the, the work that you've done, obviously, is, is, is done very well. So cheers hey, to you, brother. Hey, cheers hey, to Westward. Cheers, Joaquin. Cheers. And,
0: and I never realized uh, that, that honestly, just, I mean, I, I talk about our whiskeys all the time, mm-hmm. but to do it with you and to do this on your platform, it it, it really does cater to what we're trying to do, which is... You know, be intentional, be very honest with what we're doing. So I should be honest with you. This is actually 125 proof, 62 and a half percent alcohol by volume. That is the heart and soul of all three of the whiskeys we just had. You proof this down to 90, you are back at the original. This is what goes into those French oak barrels This is what goes into those stout beer barrels. This is what we were pouring to friends and family back in 2004 when we didn't have the money or the time to make this a reality. So this is truly something that I am very proud to share with you because it's it's us
1: in a bottle. Wow. Well, I'm going to say this to you. I I didn't taste the 125. I didn't. If you told me, that it was uh, the same proof as the as the original, I would say. Yeah. I, I it doesn't it doesn't give off anything harsh. Everything's um full bodied. It's um it's just a pleasure to drink.
0: Well, that means we're, we're doing something right. Yeah. And again, yeah. I have nothing to do with the creation of all yeah. of this. Yeah. It's our beautiful team, all led by Miles Monroe and his crew. It's all the vision of our CEO and founder, Tom Mooney. And again, there are beautiful hands and beautiful passion that go into what makes our liquid what it is. And I'm just here to spread the word, man. So appreciate
1: you. Cheers to you, whiskey, yeah. Fuya. Cheers. I will always look to you for a whiskey knowledge. Yes. And uh, cheers to your team; they're doing a fine job. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today and taking Thank your time you. out Thank of your you. day for to sure. do this. I know you're busy, man, because uh, you have you know you're obviously spreading the word. So um, if I can if I can do anything to uh, help in any way, yeah, please let me know. Um, I, you, know. you
0: know, this is helpful enough. Um, you know, the, I, I, I'm i a firm believer that every interaction you make is either going to help add value to your life, help add value to the things you love, and, you know, this was a great time, and, you know, hopefully in, in terms of business, I mean, you've got a platform and a following, so our big thing right now is if you need Westward Whiskey to add to your, to your home, to your bar, to an occasion, to your restaurant, westwardwhiskey.com at Westward Whiskey on Instagram, at Westward Whiskey on Facebook, and honestly, I'm at Whiskey Kuya if y'all need anything in Southern California or Nevada. I got you guys. But um, yeah, right now, Joshua Tree National Park Association charity with Westward Whiskey here in Southern California is what everyone should be trying to help out with. Just go pick up a, a bottle of Westward enjoy a drink at your favorite bar or restaurant and see if they're participating and uh and yeah let's let's all
1: enjoy some some good stuff in life well you know what cheers to you thank you for coming on again thank you thank you absolutely uh and um uh, anything i can do as i said i'm please help please let me know okay so look we're gonna sign off for now and uh i want you to be nice to each other today and thank you for listening we look forward to doing it again all right brother